Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on BlogTalkRadio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. If you just clicked the link on my webpage or you're listening on BlogTalkRadio.com or even the BlogTalkRadio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call. The number is 347-326-9470. Oh, need a minute to get something to write with? But don't worry, I'll give the number again right after the commentary. Or if you like, you can Twitter me your questions and comments at Twitter.com slash A Measure of Truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we got a great show for you today. We'll be right back after this. Webster's defines mogul as a person of rank, power, or influence in a particular field. Well, there's a new music mogul on the scene in the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area who not only has garnered a great deal of power and influence, but has also been able to grab the attention and bend the ear of some of the most influential movers and shakers in the music and entertainment industry, as well as some of the most significant investors in the world. Eric Kennedy, music mogul, record executive, innovator, artist developer, CEO of Brat Records, and one of the nicest guys you'll ever want to meet, 
is poised to take the nation by storm by redefining the music industry's business model into a streamlined, low-cost, sustainable system with a number of proprietary tools and systems incorporating social media, digital music delivery systems, and a marketing mythology that maximizes the low cost and flexibility of the MP3 digital download. I'm going to go out on a limb and predict that Eric Kennedy and Brat, B-R-A-A-T, be real at all times, will be the major driving force to put the DMV on the map as the newest major market for music in the nation. But if you hear Eric Kennedy tell it, I'm not predicting anything at all. I'm just the first one to report the news. Go ahead and get ready to take some notes because you no doubt are about to hear some things that you have not heard before and may be even a little hard to believe. But Look, you'll just have to check it out for yourself. On this edition of A Measure of Truth, we take you now to our exclusive interview with Brat Records CEO, Eric Kennedy, on location at Brat Studios in Washington, D.C., already in progress. Yeah, I'm people, yeah, I knew it was her. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's nice. So, Eric, how long have you guys been out here? Uh, well, Brat Music has been in the D.C. area now. We just relocated. We've been here now, going on six, about six months now. Really? You relocated? Where were you before? Uh, Great Falls. Great Falls? Yeah, Great Falls, Virginia. Really? <laughs> <laughs> what were you expecting to happen out in Great Falls? I mean, so when we signed there, we, uh, were, we had some other studios that we had partnerships in the area. But oh, okay. uh, we were looking to go more with a... You know, get her back in her area as well as looking at more different demographics than the inner city at the time. We were looking oh, at the more suburban mm -hmm. market, mm -hmm. the mall markets, yeah. you know, and as well as they gave us time to develop her, you know, right. really set her right. into a lab. So we uh, leased a uh, seven acre ranch in Great Falls. Oh wow! So we had some horses, had people come out right. to the ranch, kind of hanging out. So you got that, that dog, huh? <laughs> I had it before that. Yeah. That sounds yeah. Yeah, yeah, before, yeah. So Eric Kennedy, tell me, how did you get into the music business, man? Uh, man, well, you know, I, I grew up in that in that b-boy era. You know, hip hop. You know, hip hop kind of really went mainstream. You know, yeah. really fell in love. I'm from New Orleans, so it was always in the uh -huh. music. You know, in the okay. musical platforms uh, for jazz bands, to marching yeah. bands, and but in the early eighties, yeah, you know, Dude, it was, it I was, was in the old, band, but now nah, it's funny. I, 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 I was a color guard. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. I was that was later on. But in the early eighties, yeah. uh, with hip hop, you know, the b boy, right. I got into like graffiti art, break dancing, Adidas sweatsuits. Then I heard, uh, mm -hmm. I heard uh, rappers delight. Yeah, you know, I heard yeah. that record yeah. that Run DMC really, I think, kicked me into really thinking about it. Like, wow, I would want to do this. So I started being like. Pursuing a, being an artist, a young rapper at oh, an yeah. age, okay. uh, started doing showcases. Then I lucked up, started writing songs for people, ghostwriting oh, like songs okay. at early age, and then uh, kind of just off and on. And then as I got older, I got my like, close to high school time, right. got back into it. I moved back to New Orleans, mm -hmm. then I uh, hooked up with you know, you know the whole Master P movement. Right, right. Then I uh, went back up, uh, left college. You know, mm -hmm. from that area, went back up north and started writing songs. Got hooked up with BET. Mm -hmm. When they were in D.C., I was working for Amtrak at the time. Now, I oh, got a job. Okay. My mom was executive over there, so she mm -hmm. said, we got to do something. Right. You know, concrete, get some dental benefits <laughs> and travel. <laughs> so I want right. to go work for Amtrak. So I became right. the youngest black conductor. 
Ah, at really? the age of 21. Wow. Yeah, I was running um, from, I relocated to a D.C. area, bought mm -hmm. a house here mm -hmm. at 20, 21, learned the railroad, uh, and used it as a way for me to travel. Yeah. And, you know, wow. continue to go to New York when I feel like it and mm -hmm. started, you know, still kind of staying close to the music business. Right. Then from there, I started a production uh, production team called Secret Society, where we I got into like concert promotions, uh, more behind the scenes. <laughs> we got so much to talk yeah, about. Yeah. But you're saying yeah. all the right things so far, man. Uh, <laughs> then with the BT thing, I was uh, sitting outside of uh, uh, the station one time, and I played a song, and I knew executives would pull up mm -hmm. at a certain time, so I would be oh. around during those times. I was playing a song outside, and this uh, gentleman who was called Paris Ely, he's, he's, uh, he's in the radio heavy now, too. Mm -hmm. uh, he was an executive at Atlantic Records. Mm -hmm. He said, man, who records that? And I was like, man, he said, come on, see me in New York. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went up to New York, and we started talking. He's like, man, it seems like you like the business more than you like the artistry, because all <laughs> I kept talking about was contracts yeah. and, oh, you know, okay. publishing okay. and, you know, things like that. The artistry was cool, but I was like, I was more excited about once I walked in the office, it was like, yeah, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. So he, had, he put me uh, under his wing like a mentor uh, and, and brought me to the uh, A&R department under uh, his direction, Brian Reed, Ellie Reed, the brother at the time. Mm. And uh, our first major pro project was the Braxton system. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it bellied up big time. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's the worst. Oh, yeah. So it didn't, it, didn't, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> Uh, but I had tried to get them to sign a young group I met out of Baltimore called, uh, at the time, they were called Legacy. Turned yeah. out they were Drew Hill yeah. later on. Wow. So I wanted to bring them there, and they, they went with the Braxton sisters. Uh, so mm. got kind of turned off from the whole major label situation at the time, especially mm -hmm. then it was sharecropper deals, and mm -hmm. there was a lot of, like, you know, that type of move, and it wasn't really my fit, so I kind of played more they're going with the touring shows arts development looking at what artists would need to be able to deal better with a label mm -hmm. so right. went to more and more of that consulting you know did a some few projects on some independent artists continued to produce records mm -hmm. and uh kind of stepped off from the music business for like four years got more into like some other investment type situations mm -hmm. and started growing up you know yeah doing right. things then and then uh I don't know, I caught the bug again one day, and I'm mm -hmm. like, and I had I bought an a, a agency to develop talent, a friend of mine, and uh, we had models, and you had, you know, we would do photo shoots and ca ad campaigns, and yeah. get in, uh, commercials and things on that, kind of just staffing talent. Right. Just staying right. wet. And then all of a sudden, I just said, well, my son moved in with me from the hurricane, from Hurricane Katrina. Oh. And he was 16 at the time. And, mm -hmm. uh, we always had, I always had a recording studio and things like that. So when he moved in with me, I said, yo, you know, Dad, I'm trying to rap it. I said, well, let's make a group. No, I got right. the, you know, let me, this will get me back in the game. It's my son. <laughs> so we did a group called Hot 16. Uh-huh. And High 16 was 16-year-old, three 16-year-old guys, one from D.C., one from New Orleans, my son, uh -huh. one from Maryland, and they were all 16. Wow. And I wanted a record that wasn't talking about guns and right. all that kind yeah. of thing. So I had a producer friend by the name of Jeray. She's a talented young lady. She said, yeah, we should make brat music, like like bratty stuff, stuff where little kids, you know, that take mom's credit cards and <laughs> back and buy it. They got cell phones, yeah, they got laptops, they got mall, they got swagger, you know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, there's nobody talking for that market. You right. know, everybody's mm -hmm. either in the hood 
So it's gotta be something hardcore, but right. there's a whole nother gener- generation that don't know that. Yeah. You know, right. that's not into that. Like mm-hmm. my mother, you know, I worked hard and we grew up in, 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 in rough neighborhoods, but me personally, she made sure I had everything I needed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as my son didn't have to work hard for nothing, you know. He, right, right. You know, you don't know about the grind like that. So yeah. I was like, well, there's a big market missing their language. Mm-hmm. The suburban kids, the parents who did work hard to to move out of the the, the uh, inner city neighborhoods to provide public private schooling and things like that. Who's talking what they do? So that's where the brand right. music came in. Then I was right. like, well, I, don't, I wouldn't. After a while, I was like, I wouldn't want it to be a V R A T. It's kind of cliche. So right, like, we right. just, just be real at all times. Mm-hmm. And that's how be. Oh, brand music at all times. I like that. Ah, so our it. music was really based <laughs> on reality. Like, uh-huh. be real. Like, don't be ashamed of it. Everybody's yeah, yeah. not always doing something positive, good. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if you, you know, and I, then I said, well, you know, let me turn it into a way for kids to express themselves. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we all have rocky backgrounds. And then in this area, in the D.C. market, the kids don't really have an outlet. Mm-hmm. The government don't provide a lot of things for them. A lot of them right. just don't have direction. The crack epidemic, we're now living with crack babies around here. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can use music as a way to let them heal themselves in a structured environment as mm-hmm. well as speak their language. Mm-hmm. Then by the grace of God, I brought a friend of mine's agency and um, where we had models and this, I did a photo shoot to meet some of those people and switch them over to the way we do business. And I brought an agency here? Yeah, it was, uh, called, it was called AMG at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, and they did, you know, mostly modeling packages and they tortured. He robbed the people. Hey, exactly. he robbed right. them. He made like $2 million. Packed right. it up. He's like, Eric, you want to buy my company for a dollar? I said, hey. He said, all the equipment, everything go with it. You just got to come get it. So really? Said, $1, yeah. Office <laughs> wow. furniture. But he I had over 400 leads. Mm-hmm. as well as mm-hmm. uh, people that owed the company money, but I didn't want to go. They were all, like, robbed. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, let's switch it over. And what I want to do is we're really in the business. I know a lot of people. I just want to get a new photo shoot with people, pay a $100 membership fee, and mm-hmm. I'll get you work. Some of it will be paid, but most of it will be credit to get you in the game you'll work with, red skins and things like that. So I started mm-hmm. sending it out to come. Hey, Mayor. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. So uh, uh, we once again, I bought this agency, and then I did a photo shoot. And uh, one time, this one of these girls stuck out and was real serious about what she's trying to do. Mm-hmm. I was called back and went to see if it was uh, Mayor. Right. Uh, she came over to the new office with her mom, and then when she came over to talk about the possibility, I think it was shocking when they met me. I was young, I was black, mm-hmm. so it was kind of like, you know, he must really know some people, or whatever. <laughs> so when they came by the studio, they saw that, you know, they saw the pictures on the wall. I'm like, okay, right, I think right. we might found the right place. Mm-hmm. Then they saw the studio, mm-hmm. and then that's when they saw my son and then working with him. She's like, yo, yo, and then the mayor was like, you do music? She said, I'm, I'm, I'd rather be in doing that than modeling. I was like, because I always don't see you as a model, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Short, you know, you know, so. Right, right. So she got into my artist development program that I had for artists and, mm-hmm. you know, stuck with it. And then five years later, you know, wow. never missed a beat. Mm-hmm. So she became actually the driving force. My son and them mm-hmm. almost had a deal ready, and then they 
My son wanted to do tattoos, and the other guy got arrested. It's oh, like, as soon as I got the deal, they fell apart. Right, right. So I said, okay, well, Mayor, you're next. She waited. She she came to her rehearsals and started working behind them. Mm-hmm. I said, well, you're next. I'm up. I'm going to go a different direction. I'm going to go more pop. I'm going to go more high, you know, go more dance-driven. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's not too often that, you know, you're going to find a talented young white female that, that really likes that urban style music and yeah. can show potential. Mm-hmm. And uh, she became the, the flagship, the, the poster child for me for Brad Music. Yeah, mm-hmm. an authentic yeah. attitude. Authentic, for man. Real. Uh, real, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the real part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, from there, man, we just really, I, I took two years and just really worked on her craft solely mm-hmm. in the studio, getting her to work with producers, learning, sharpening every aspect from, mm-hmm. you know, interviewing to, mm-hmm. she already knew how to model, she already knew how to take a, take a picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I had to work on her, just rebuilding herself as to really being, const- you know, feeling that she could do it. Mm-hmm. Get get the vices out of her, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of bad habits with, you know, friends, you know, drug use, alcohol use at an early age. Mm-hmm. Get all that, like, yeah. detox mm-hmm. and be ready for something serious. And mm-hmm. I stuck with it. And I said, you know, you, you stay committed. I'm going to stay committed to you. And just lay, and from there, we got the attention of Warner Music Group mm-hmm. through, a, through another associate of mine who saw the way we were marketing her without a deal at the time. And mm-hmm. you know, my thing was, I already did the deal thing, so I knew how to build fan base, take the time to get build artistry, work on content. So we, you know, by the time we stepped somewhere, we got seventy something songs up to you know already. Mm-hmm. We already got right. video presence. We already have this, so now I can call my connections. Mm-hmm. But we're not gonna go in and ask it for anything. We're gonna go mm-hmm. in and just keep our stocks building because yeah. I've done it already, and they know exactly. that if you don't have anything, they own everything. Mm-hmm. So I wanted her to learn the business also. Right. So we walked into Warner, and uh, my presentation was just great. You know, mm-hmm. they were like, we'll sign her. Um, and I was like, I was in it for me, you know. Right. You know, the check, you know, and we'll, she wanted to see the manager, that's on y'all, but mm-hmm. like, well, what else you have? You know? Oh, yeah. I'm sure they weren't ready for that, yeah. huh? They thought you were going to take any candy that you... Yeah, so they called my bluff. They're like, well, we can do a label deal, but, you know, mm-hmm. if you do a label deal, can you can y'all show $50,000? Can you show 50 Gs? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I got to show $50,000 in the bank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I will show that. We can talk about it, get the deal, and then we like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And holler when y'all ready. Got back. I was like, we ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow, just like that. Huh? Let's yeah. go. We're All ready. Right. We're ready. Okay. You know, We're ready. And uh, you know, we just, you know, we just kept our expectations real. I said, let's don't sell out. Let's mm-hmm. just hold tight. Mm-hmm. Let's put records out. You know, right. at least right now we can collect sales. Mm-hmm. Let's continue to build our work, team, our brand. You mm-hmm. know, even branding. I work with a lot of major brands that are, you know, uh, from No Limit to. You know the cash money, to the, mm-hmm. you know bad boys. I've known how to. I know branding, mm-hmm. so I felt that you know besides just putting all our eggs in the basket with the artist, the artist is only as strong as the brand. Right. So exactly. we just started. Everything was brat music. Everything brat, brat, yeah. brat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. we do is brat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and you know uh, we did good in Virginia. The only reason we left Virginia, honestly, was a it was time to now get more visibility. 
Right. We needed to let the studios that we had put all this money into start paying for itself. Right. Mm-hmm. Get more personnel, it's easy, accessible. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, we just got a lot of, I dealt with a lot of um, racism mm-hmm. uh, issues mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the people of Great Falls as well as mm-hmm. the uh, police. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they uh, caught national attention, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, you can Google it. Uh, I think it's called like Black, Young Black Record Executive with Young White Artists. Mm. Prominent in Virginia, but global grind. A lot of people covered it. Really, uh, we had people came to interview me about it. Because mm. um, I was just, you know, I just started blogging about it and yeah. going to the Justice Department every month. Man, I was in court for noise violations that mm. I didn't even do. Right, you know, seven acres. Mm. Uh, I mean, they would just show up, pop up out of nowhere, harassing. I mean, it was just terrible. It was just cases where I was starting to fear for my life type. Oh, really? And I go to the court with a lawyer, lawyer throw it out. Right. Two days later, right back at my doorstep, mm. or something, or saying they heard I got a gun, or, you know, I'll see him on that. So, as long as the gate is closed on the property, you're not supposed to enter. Right. And sometimes they unlock the gate, it was open. It was crazy, man. Wow. Showing up, um, doing cookouts, 4th of July, 7, 8, 9, paddy wagons. Really? I mean, it was bad. Wow. For no reason, man. They just didn't want me back there. You know, the closest black dude that I knew that was out there was Gilbert Arenas. Mm-hmm. He was close to me, and I think Fred Smoot. Mm-hmm. You know, like I saw them, but you know, uh, they didn't want they didn't want me out there. You know, wow. Yeah, it was <laughs> quite yeah. a story. It was crazy. So I just got tired of it. So well, let's go to D.C. We shut down the studios for like six months. Mm-hmm. We went hard looking for real estate, whether it was a lease or a buy, uh, whatever we could find. And uh, for six months, so the studios were in the storage, the pianos. So we were kind of like at that point, we just toured a lot, worked, uh, kept recording um, in mm-hmm. hotels and mm-hmm. you know places that we can work and be comfortable and mm-hmm. get people to uh, producers to come down to put them in a hotel or we mm-hmm. travel and, mm-hmm. and we just start touring. And then the building, we uh, knew the owners of this building through. Uh, Actually, the mayor's dad knew somebody, so he was like, "Yeah, I think that's somebody you should meet." Hmm. And they were looking to hold off on this building for a couple of years until they tried to change the condos. They didn't like it at first. And it was like, you know what? It's in a prime location, Adams Morgan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they gave us a deal of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Right? Low market. Mm-hmm. We just had to build it. Right. So everybody, I mean, everybody, the artists, everybody that wanted to be a part of this was told to come in. And put on some dirty clothes, I'll feed you, and we knock walls down, and <laughs> we did as much as we could, and I pulled the contractors in. Yeah. Yeah, we, we demoed it ourselves. Wow. You know, yeah, we learned how to do money. Yeah, we, yeah I just <laughs> look at tutorials, man. man. It'd be like, yeah. okay, stand <laughs> it down. So if you look at the main gallery, some room areas don't look that hot. <laughs> That's us. And it's as possible as you can tell, like, the contractors came. Uh, uh, and it's just been a community thing. So, you know, that's where we are now. I mean, Brad Music is just geared to, uh, hopefully, I know it's going to be just another chapter in with with music and social networking and even franchising of how you franchise a record company. Mm -hmm. You involve people Mm -hmm. making a profit-sharing situation. Mm -hmm. It's built on the development of a product, Mm -hmm. and you share the brand. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. that's what Brad Music's whole inline is, and that's how we sprung out to have like five offices mm-hmm. in our first year. Is because I knew I did a lot of business in LA, so I had a, a team that I dealt a lot of promotions with, mm-hmm. and they did heavy in club promotions, and they had an artist, 
mm. and he was a Mexican artist that it was a good record which I got G Unit to participate on it because wow. he had a connection with one of their artists. Okay. Yeah. So we opened up West Coast Brat. I said, okay, well you'll hit my West Coast division for me. Mm-hmm. I'll give you continued distribution in that market, mm-hmm. and you carry my brand, and we set up red carpet events, and when we we're in LA. And I had the same team in Chicago, I had a group mm. of guys in Chicago with the same capabilities. Mm-hmm. So I started getting calls from all my friends who had production companies, always wanted to do some of the music game, had an artist, and I felt strong about it, then I would extend my brand in that market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, now you head <laughs> off, you know, Detroit. Now you head off this division and we create right. sales. Right. Uh, right. And you should be able to open up your lines of communication by saying, now you're in bed with Warner Brothers, Warner Music Group. And now you cover characters, so it'll be West Coast Brad, Midwest Brad. Mm. Uh, and it starts spearing on it, of course, the attention of uh, my play uncle's friend in Dubai, uh, who deals directly with, with I can't mm. say, but yeah, yeah, very, <laughs> very, very high people over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they caught attention and sent a representative here over the last two years to build a rapport with, with me. And they've been just kind of like, they, uh, they were going to go with, it was funny, they were going to go with the gentleman I used to work with under, Brian Reed, mm-hmm. to do a deal, a musical deal with them, to really get the Middle Eastern area into the music business. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he didn't fall, he fell through with it over some sm- small change. But the way that Heavens worked, it's funny, I worked under this guy, yeah. and the Heavens brought him to us. Yeah. And yeah. because of the relationship, it took three, about two years of reporting and they uh just over a month ago they flew flew me and Mayor out to uh, Dubai. Uh, <laughs> royal treatment all the way. Wow. Um, man, this there. story is freaking me out, man. Yeah. This is far more yeah. intense than I thought it was yeah. because oh, yeah. what the primary reason why I wanted to interview you is because there's a new paradigm out there. There's a new business model for going out there and getting artists because of what's available to the artists now as far as the internet mm-hmm. with their own self promotion and all of this. You've encompassed all of that, mm-hmm. man. I mean this is what everybody's looking for. They just don't know it yet. Yeah, um, yeah, I believe that. I, mean, I just felt that I don't, I don't have to own you. Um, if you're not happy with somebody, you shouldn't be around them. But I feel that if we can fill in the gaps of what you're missing, mm-hmm. you know, and we can give you that development, and we can just surround you the right network to a save us money, mm-hmm. as well as give you the opportunity to own more of your your brand, develop it. Mm-hmm. Be be involved in it and later control it. Mm-hmm. We don't want to create artists, but create an artist with a business sense, right. yeah. so that if they even leave your institution, then they're well-rounded business people. They know how to read a contract. Yeah. They know how to do an interview. They know how to go in the studio. They know mm-hmm. what masters are. Mm-hmm. They know how to go in with their hard drives. Right. They right. know certain things that are standard that mm-hmm. you should do so that you can protect yourself. Um, and then I did see the way that the market was changing. You know, uh, you look at the most, you the playlist and radio. Could you pause for a second while he's doing that? Uh, yeah, can you just leave it? Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll put it in. Thank you, Kenny. All right. Um, what you look at right now, while you see the radio playing the same playlist on right. the radio. Exactly. There mm-hmm. are no, um, you can barely find a video channel anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, and then the politics and what you got to do to pay to, to play now right. is, is you're talking about nationwide anywhere for $5 million, $10 million budget to buy out the media resources to, to 
to get your records on the top 40, you know, mm -hmm. chart list. Mm -hmm. You know, the Katy Perry's or the mm -hmm. M&M's. You know, we're talking about Interscope Universal. These companies have the, the links. That's mm -hmm. why we deal with a major distribution. Only just so that I can have the retailers, so I can have the, the rates they get. Right. So I can have the inline, but we pay for everything we want. Yeah. You know, but we can pick and choose. I can say I need a mall retail program. Mm -hmm. How much is it going to cost me? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's what brought us to the download cards. Um, because once again, I knew the game was changing. Mm -hmm. Everybody was complaining about file sharing, but no one had another answer. And I'm like, it's right under your nose, man. It's like, don't you see the gift cards everywhere? Exactly. Don't you see iTunes have them out? Right. So exactly. I knew we had them for promotional. I used to buy them for promotional tools. Just mm -hmm. where we all knew, hey, check out Mayor's five songs and we just give them to people. Mm -hmm. So I kept arguing with one. I said, well, my deal is to come sign and I want to do download cards. Just like iTunes have them. Mm -hmm. So they contacted iTunes because iTunes was like they were trying to look to do deals, but then they turned, turned it down. So well, that makes sense because if everybody starts doing it, then there's a cut down on their revenue share right. the way they control the music. Exactly. You know? So... We finally, after a fight about a year, mm. just like, yo, that's not how we can sell music. It's not what we do. Our market can't, even on the Internet, you got to have a credit card. Kids still got to have a credit card. Mm -hmm. The only way they can buy music without their parents being upset is on their phones. Mm. You know what I mean? And most record companies don't put a lot of marketing dollars into phone marketing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's hard to send a massive text or this right. over a phone or you get the video first on the mm -hmm. phone. Unless mm -hmm. you go to iTunes. Mm -hmm. right, right. So what I said is I, I want to turn, use the download cards, drop cards. I want to be able to sell them at a retail level. I want to be able to put them on shelves because they would give me better shelving position right next to the gift cards. Mm -hmm. And it will build an incentive with the, with the, with the, with the seller to if you have a discount, you get this for free. If you do this, then it's now the whole difference is how do we make them count. So Warner... Uh, talk to Nielsen, and Nielsen said, well, it looks like we got to put your, that label in a sales program where they're doing live shows, and they sell these download cards. They report how many they sold, but we got to check with the promoter. Mm -hmm. If it's a hiccup in how they want to hear it, then they'll take it all out. Yeah. That wasn't working. It was just too mm -hmm. much headache. Yeah. So they call themselves, which is a blessing, saying, well, the only way we'll believe that, they, that they're moving as many cards is to go by the First, by the uh, person who bought makes the cards for y'all. Mm -hmm. They have we have a tracking system, exactly. and we'll go on the redemption only. So once that code is put in, and they unlock the downloads, not actually download the downloads, unlock the code. We'll get those reports every week from your manufacturer saying that was the official numbers. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. So what that did for us is either we can either give them away or sell them. We still get to sell. That credit, yeah. Secondly, I don't have to get the cards done now. I can email you the link exactly. with the code now. Yeah. So every time somebody join our fan site, tweet as a new follower, mm -hmm. we say thank you for coming to World of Brad, supporting whatever. We want to give you Mary's entire catalog. Mm -hmm. it, you down, redeem it, please, because it counts as a sale for us. Right. So what we want to do this our year, this year, uh, so that we can be uh, a couple of major things. So this is a major announcement. <laughs> uh, we just closed the deal with Six Flags to have oh. Brad Music Studios at, at the Maryland location. Wow. Uh, we actually doing a 3D model of it right now. We got the location. Mm -hmm. The kids get to come in or anybody do a video on a green screen, yeah. go in the studio, record a song. It be original musical karaoke. We're going to have all download cards from retail levels on all Brad Music artists as well as 
we're going to present it to Warner Artists as a platform and say, for a cost, we'll, tr we'll put you on down low cost, sell you at our retail levels. Mm -hmm. One year here, second year would be in all East Coast lo locations. Mm -hmm. Third year would be nationwide. Nice. We'll be cornering the market on all entertainment, like you know American Idol, mm -hmm. where Six Flags was sold on with down low card facing capability to be able to cut into the blind power of the record business. Mm -hmm. They have a radio show that they play throughout the parks. Now we can open up a social network in on their site, right. video of the day. Yeah. Song of the day. So now the fans can, uh, the park participants can leave from there and go to their website on the regular mm -hmm. and see who else is doing videos. Yeah. Chicago. Oh, right, right, right. We right, the right. video of the day. Mm -hmm. Whoever's climbing, we may just put you on a, a Six Flag tour. Mm -hmm. Brad Music may carry you on their next upcoming best of uh, compilation mm -hmm. on download cards, mm -hmm. which you get actual sales. So we get 70,000 plus people a week going through parks mm. from age 3 to 90 mm. with nothing to do but spend money and they have nothing that's pushing the generation gap. No, exactly. there's nothing. Right. Nothing about cell phones. Nothing. I love this. That's you, impressive. You're yeah. <laughs> My head is spinning right now. So you said it's taking the record company out of the traditional system, mm. positioning in a way where it's called positioning, mm -hmm. where we plan ourselves in pockets where you kind of have a stronghold in receptive markets. Mm -hmm. So we're not trying to get everybody right now. We're just trying to get where we can fit strategically mm -hmm. to partner with companies and we look larger in that market. Right. Plus, we're giving opportunities. Little kids know we can go to brat music. Mm -hmm. and, like Six Flags is going to be really a, a, a incubator for us to uh, look at new talent. Right. Exactly. Because wow. it's really operated and ran by a real entertainment company. Mm -hmm. So imagine if, you know, uh, this is a disclaimer. Please, uh, uh, <laughs> we're going to make sure it's not complete cause in this one. See, I find Disney to do this with. Uh, <laughs> why wouldn't, like, uh, if Def Jam, when they were the hottest hip-hop label at, uh, mm. just a couple of years ago mm. when they had the video gaming thing going on, which they still do. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't they go partner with a mall through Americans and, and do a Def Jam studio in the mall yeah. with retail, selling their records? Mm. Yeah. Like, mm. Why? You don't have to. You can co create your own distribution chain. So now that we're in Nielsen, if, if one of us to ever say bye-bye, I don't need you. Mm -hmm. I can get my records to count with Nielsen, the right. same system you need, right. then I can constantly buy my download cards. Mm -hmm. I'll make you come back and get me later. Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. I just want, yeah. I might lose a lot of internet presence. And, you know, I can still do a ringtone presence, but I might lose those retailers. Mm -hmm. I can still get the iTunes like anybody else, but we won't lock us down. Right. So that's what we're looking at. We're trying to come in with a new physical, touchable, even though it's a digital product, a physical keepsake that gives you more to the world of the artist than just, mm -hmm. uh, just mm -hmm. a CD. Because mm -hmm. kids can't go to school with these. You can't go in the club with a box of CDs. Right. You lose on CDs. The return level is too much for me. Mm -hmm. I don't lose on these. I exactly. pay, pay pennies on a dollar for these. Right. As well as I can sell them as low as a dollar, still make it about a 200% markup. Mm. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And if I do put them in the retail, I can say, send them back. I'll come get them. Yeah. <laughs> I can get my artists buying from me at 75 cents to a dollar from me. Uh -huh. And go sell them themselves at a dollar, 99 cents per song, whatever, how many songs on there. Make your money, man. Go feed your family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the last thing, this is a great story, Dubai. Went out there, mm -hmm. fell in love with, with the platform, 
you know, everything checked out. I mean, I mean, I'm talking about royal treatment. I mean, mm-hmm. but what they fell in love with the download card situation because there is no there is no distribution in those regions because of privacy. You know, I mean, you go in in the UAE area that extends over into Nigeria and Africa, and there's piracy heavy over there. Mm. So that's why you don't see music hubs being set up like that mm-hmm. over there. Till you get to UK, Australia, Japan, Hong Kong, uh, um, Germany, those areas are music hubs for distribution. Right. So what we get with this is because you gotta have the welcoming of the royal, the shakes. Mm-hmm. And then you got to be sponsored. Any industry that go over there, they buy it from you, basically. Mm. They license it from you. Mm-hmm. And what's your name? I got the Gucci store here. Okay, right. I own the Gucci store, though, even mm-hmm. though Gucci is making a percentage off it. Mm-hmm. So same thing with the music thing. Once they realize, okay, we're going to deal with Brad music, and we're already getting that popping. But with the download cost, how can we get Warner to really come in? Why don't we just control the whole distribution outlet in the, in the Middle East now? We do brag music and, and the team that we have. We can get the blessing to control the whole region. Saudi Arabia, mm. Abu Dhabi, da, 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 and it's bigger off into Nigeria. Mm. And and be able to cut into the piracy by having a bona fide product that can cut into it with a download card. Mm-hmm. So what we can do then is A, put product out from out there, but product coming into the region. So if you want to carry the hot Eminem product, then Eminem would have to, uh, uh, Interscope would call us up and say, hey, we would like to, you know, or we'll call him and say we want to car- cover, carry, license 200, you know, license his music out here. We're going to put it on download calls. How much mm-hmm. is the license? Have you have? protected this concept? Somewhere? Yes. Awesome. Yes. I yes. just want people to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm fully protected. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. But, you know, you got to be totally, you got to go through a lot. Absolutely. I ain't worried about that. Yeah. But we're and, and the great thing about that, too, you can always copy a CD, but this only has one code each. Yeah, once you use it's done. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it. And whatever I put in that playlist, this was there. So I can give a bonus track. You mm-hmm. know, I can give three, four songs. Mm-hmm. But you get much more when you go to it. You know, you get you get the sites, you get links, you get videos, mm. whatever you want to design it to be. <coughs> but I mean, I can do corporate tie-ins. We did the DC Five campaign, like did the DC Lottery campaign with it. Mm. Remember, they had to throw your head back, lean to the side. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. Okay. We had an artist by the name of Wisdom. Um, it's down the country ground somewhere. So our mm-hmm. first go-go project was kind of a spin-off from what Chuck Brown did with the DC Lottery. They had this brand new game called DC Five. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a new way of entering a new game. They wanted to go for a younger market share. So I came into the whole proposal for them on how we can market with the artists, mm-hmm. uh, go through the clubs, go for more social networking. First time they ever did Facebooking, first time they ever did tweeting. And we had these cards. We did a club. We worked with Metro Mix. Mm-hmm. We did uh, uh, performances in all the clubs, uh, mm-hmm. like album release parties. Mm-hmm. We did the Verizon Center where they put the artists on every day, everywhere. We had mm-hmm. rack vehicles. Mm-hmm. We did in stores with the street team. Yeah, Mary actually got to open up at a couple of the events. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's an important. Where my laptop is. Yes, it's in my office. Thank you. Yeah. So. That's where that's where you where we are now, man. We're, we're here in in DC now. Studio Brad is open now, mm-hmm. uh, seventy five hundred square foot, Arts Development Center. 
where we had multiple production companies, people coming, we wanted to come use it. We've been doing mm. a lot of uh, non-profit organizations. We'll be teaching kids this summer. Mm. You know, so all my staff yeah. will be able to make money by teaching mm-hmm. film, film, radio, mm. like yourself coming mm-hmm. in. And the government has about $50 billion in grants available for yeah. prevention to education and music. So. Mm-hmm. We're going to build our company in the area by also giving back to the community, giving opportunities for these kids to get involved with the game. You are my mm-hmm. new music superhero, man. Hey, man, thank you, man. <laughs> I, real, man. I mean, this is me so funny because, I mean, you overlapped and surpassed everything that I wanted to do with the show, with Turn It Up. Wow. And, um, you know, the, the whole thing was I saw this growing, um, you know, new social thing of people who were doing their own music but all they were doing is showing it to their friends and then going back home and trying to do more. Right. They weren't really Getting connecting with free. each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they weren't connecting with each other so that they could learn and grow. Right. You know what I mean? So it was just, they were stuck. Yeah. So what I wanted to do was just mix it up a little bit, get people yeah. talking to one another, get a show on that talked a little bit about the underside and the backside of production, marketing, and all these other things related to yes. music as well. Yes. And just put it out there and let people, you know, learn a little bit of something, um, take something, call me up if they need to get on as yes. well, just give them open access to right. this have an avenue and an outlet to put the music out there. Yeah, and I love it, man. Um, yeah. And I would love to invite you guys, uh, starting on the 18th, we were doing mm-hmm. on the same platform we had years ago called Know the Industry, where it was kind of like <laughs> an industry social club, uh-huh. where we brought like minds in, producers, club owners, brands, mm-hmm. artists, and bring them in and we communion, but have a good time, mm-hmm. as well as showcase certain artists, certain brands, broadcast live streams. Mm-hmm. So it's just stuff going all, yeah. you know, from for, and during adult time. Right. You know, and bringing, like you said, like minds together. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, you should know the industry. Right. That way you'll right. know who my kids or Leo is because mm-hmm. they're coming to hang out. So you mm-hmm. guys might be over there doing, like you said, doing interviews and mm-hmm. kicking in and kicking yeah. back on something low-key, but getting that information circulating. So I definitely mm-hmm. would love to... Uh, we'll send you guys an invitation and uh, uh, to be a part of it as well as there's another outlet to promote the yeah. guy's show. So yeah, we're going absolutely. To, you know, on the 18th. Yeah. yeah. You guys have high-speed high internet here? In yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we yeah, can yeah. actually do a show live. I can do a show anywhere that's high-speed Yeah, internet. yeah. I actually do shows sometimes when I'm on vacation. Really? You're yeah. Actually, I've got a – have you heard of this uh, software called Codec? It's, Codec is the fastest software to stream live in HD quality. We uh-huh. signed an agreement with the gentleman who developed the software. They oh, did really? the tea party broadcast on the internet. Really? They do over up to 50 million people without crashing through. They run through a server farms. Mm-hmm. So we'll have that science to deliver where we can send out embed codes as well. Wow. We already have uh, the Android app, so you can watch it on the droids right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And we can, we can do pay-per-view style shows too. Mm-hmm. So let's say you take IE uh, Raheem Divine, you mm-hmm. bring it in a comfortable setting. We can do a studio audience, real sexy, hot, film it three, four cam- camera angles, as well as tie it into a live broadcast radio. Mm-hmm. But then, instead of selling tickets, you just pay your nine dollar, ten dollar fee. You get sent the embed code or the link, log in, and that's your ticket. You log on to see a live stream in that HD quality. Wow! So we're gonna have that done. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, be done by the middle of next week. The gentleman got sick, so he wasn't able to come. Mm-hmm. The agreement papers. Mm-hmm. And once that's in bed, our first major show is going to be called um, Here's Your Chance. 
which I love for you guys to come be a part oh, of. Oh, yeah. So we have a panelist of people like ourselves mm-hmm. that are kind of just blogging it out, kind of talking. We don't actually judge anybody, like mm-hmm. American Idol. Mm-hmm. But it's like every Sunday, 4 to 9, you come, first come, first serve, mm-hmm. pay your little marketing fee, mm-hmm. or you can reserve your spot mm-hmm. for an additional fee. You get in front of the camera, you got five minutes, mm-hmm. full production lights, television, switching cameras, the whole night, broadcast live. And what we do is go to the board, a uh, beautiful host or a commentator or, or a panel, and say, oh, such and such in Detroit says you suck. Mm. We read really what people are saying. Yeah. Right, because, right, right. You know, what the Internet has did, and how crude people can be, is everybody's a critic now. Exactly. Everybody got something to say. Right. I got little kids that, <laughs> you know, we got a lot of little kids fans, that literally will email us about, like, you know, it's not a hate, hater thing, but it's like, right, you don't even right. know anybody. Like, yeah, but you're exactly. a critic. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's, you know, they compare you to everybody and everything. So mm-hmm. that's the thing. Everybody's a critic. Right. So why not allow those critics to give, let you see what they're going to say. We mm-hmm. fans would do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's what we read off. And then from there, that person should get an increment if they should be doing this. And if you think that was the wrong song, come back the next week. Exactly. And do it again. It's just right, like a line right. out the door. Like, I just want to line around the corner. The mm. people, costumes, to the crazy, to the best, oh, yeah, to the good. Yeah, yeah. You get your, show me what you got. Yeah. And, you it. know, we invite <laughs> other professionals to watch it. Mm. And they just know every Thursday, you know, you want to go live and laugh. You want to see what's crazy, but it's live. Wow. There's no changing it. There's no rehearsing. Uh-huh. Come camera ready. Yeah. Come ready to show. And if you hide. Mm-hmm. Everybody signs the first right refusal, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And if you hide, then you you might just be the next Michael Jackson. Or, wow. Uh, and you know. know what else too, man? That fan page will blow up too with the people who are following that show and um, you know want to keep abreast of what's going yeah. on and what else they need to do, so forth and so on. Yeah, yeah. man. I mean, you that's know. amazing. Yeah, hey, you know, you recap on your radio show. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and that's what I'm looking at now with changing the new music dynamic is the fact that you got to go full circle and you have to find methods also to use social media. Yes, sir. Outside yes. and back at the computer. Yeah, back and forth. Yeah. And you have to develop some type of um, cycle in that. And once you do that, what that does is it, it, it starts a, um, a cyclone. Yes. You know? It's not just like you know, circle and it's a record spinning at 45 RPMs. No, right. it's something that gets, you know, bigger it's and bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah. exactly, man. Yeah. And that's what I think that this area is just missing. It's not that it's not has been on the map, but DC is mm-hmm. on the map. It's mm-hmm. it yeah. a star. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? It's the right. nation's capital when a lot of stars have come out of here. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's not an industry-driven market. It's like there's mm-hmm. not, a, like you said, a group of bodies that are constantly pushing the envelope as, an organization or a fellowship, a network mm-hmm. that's creating opportunities. And my thing is, is I tell a lot of young people, if, if you well, you haven't been on Hot 99 or WKOS or whatever, but guess what? You haven't been on any radio station. So a radio plug or impression is an impression mm-hmm. because you need to impress somebody. Mm-hmm. So if you can impress one person, that doesn't mean you're going to go on the radio and impress a million. Because they got people on the radio that, that ain't like too right now. Mm-hmm. They can't sell records, so right. don't be a, don't seem like like you can't go everywhere. You need to get your message out, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. a radio station to me is a radio station. And, and let me yeah, just tell you something. Media company. Yeah. Since you're talking yeah. about that, the blog talk radio is a little bit different. And every time I talk to somebody who's been in the industry for a while, they really don't get it. Yeah. 
Blog Talk Radio, I have a certain amount of listeners that listen every week, yes. but I have hundreds more that listen after the show. Yes. The marketing is done after the show has been presented, and I listen to what the show is, drop some new keywords, and next thing you know, the numbers shoot up. Yes. And this has been going on and on and on. So a lot of people are always telling me, oh, I missed the show. I got, you never miss my never show. Never miss it. My mom's in it. Download it on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, iTunes. Yeah. You can either push it on demand from my webpage, yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. So once people are getting used to that concept, this thing blows up. Um, you know, they got internet and cars now, mm-hmm. hotspots, as well as, you know, you got all these little boxes now on your TV mm-hmm. that will allow you to stream um, movies as well yeah, as access right. the internet. Right. So the other day, I listened to my show yeah. from iTunes right on, on my TV. TV yeah. And I was like, what? I didn't even know this was happening. Right. But I've been on iTunes for quite some time. Mm. So, you know, I mean, there's just so many things out there. There's tools available, and there's more tools available than there actually are people out there trying to use right. and market yeah. them, especially in trying to make money. Yeah, yeah. how do you feel about the, the, what's that, the 360 radio one? Is it 365 or 360 mm. radio? I know there's mm-hmm. another internet radio platform that you get. I know about Blog Talk, but this mm-hmm. platform, mm-hmm. Um, you pay for it. I forgot what the cost is, but they pay royalties. Royalties like the phone. Oh, like, yeah, if you yeah, want to yeah. play a Mariah Carey song, right. you're, you're, you would use... They, what it is the, the one-time fees? They pay ASCAP, BMI, mm-hmm. the licensing fee that you pay for them to pay ASCAP fees for oh, you. I see. So let's say uh, you want to spend a mayor record, mm-hmm. you would go to mayor and say, "Hey, mayor, I want to spend your record for you to give me a record. Uh, my show mm-hmm. pays royal performance rights fees to your right, publisher right. through ASCAP. Mm-hmm. So that's how that's how radio stations get the records that they play. Exactly. So because right. how many spins is that money? Right. Mm-hmm. right. a little Wayne record spending damn near two thousand plays a week times three right. cents. Right. Exactly. And fifty seven markets plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah, can do one record and live comfortably. Mm-hmm. Right, so right. that these station 360, they mm-hmm. pay royalties. So a lot of mm-hmm. people are getting these stations and running their own records. It's like in rotation at late at night, like just oh, overnight. Okay. You know, so right, they spend, right. you know, so they at least get royalty checks. But these stations and these shows, can they be downloaded on iTunes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do it all. Like they, they want to leaders because they, there's a lot of people don't mess because they pay a lot. It's good. But the whole feet. thing is, is what right. you're it's, getting it's is basically it's a streaming account accountability. Yeah, you yeah. Go look it up. Three sixty-five or three sixty radio. Is it's it like Pandora? Leaders. How does Pandora do it? I don't know how Pandora. I, I, I used to deal with Pandora, mm-hmm. but I know that three sixty is one of the leaders. Like they are really, really the ones that pay royalty fees. They ran okay. like a real radio station. Right. You right. got a pot. You got paid for listening hours. So mm-hmm. if you want so many thousands of listening hours, mm-hmm. that's how they charge you. Because you can sell advertisement on these. Yeah. You can sell, you know, it's like, uh, look it up, man. It's not yeah. like live talk, but it's, it's that and then some. Like, like I said, you got to pay mm-hmm. a licensing fee to ASCAP, BMI, and them. Mm-hmm. You can now go to the majors and get their records. Mm-hmm. And because you, you, in exchange, you say, I have a, I pay you royalty. You get paid on your record getting spent here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now I'm just waiting for now to start getting media based count. That's when right, really right. you can call and get your BDS spend count. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They probably won't let that happen, but you know, mm-hmm. at least with the 360, you can get you need to go by your royalty payments. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, now that we're on this subject, what do you think about Proposition HR 848? 
I mean, you know, honestly, I mean, on both ends, I think that A, it can be beneficial if the damn artists that they needed was getting the money. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, radio stations, come on, you honestly, I, I ain't feeling y'all, especially like Kathy Hughes screaming it out. Don't get me wrong, I think she does as a black woman on a lot of radio and media. But don't get mad when you ain't playing other people's music. So I can't feel you. You're up there crying and all that. You, mm-hmm. I can't get my records played without going through the bull, bull crap with them. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you should be mad at the record labels that, mm-hmm. that you're in bed with. Mm-hmm. Y'all got the check to each other, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that, A, they could, they, I understand why they're trying to push it, but I think government is just meddling in the music business as usual. Mm. Uh, without no clear understanding of the craft or where the money really goes, or you're not setting up a mechanism to help artists retain their royalties. As soon as the IRS come and, and, and take all the artists' money, mm. you're not running up to help pay pay the IRS off. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, one, it, it's all to me is just a bunch of metal. Mm. Uh, and then, like I said, radio stations too, you, you can't cry about it. But you're not opening up your network. You're not bringing in new money. Mm-hmm. You're not giving new opportunities. Where right. is, why should why sit there and petition against it when I can't even get my record played? Yeah, exactly. So pay cut the check because you balling. <laughs> <laughs> For real, yeah. yeah. Cut the check. Sorry, yeah. play the pay. You got to do you just like you charge us. Yeah. So, you know, my thing is, is that's why I like the internet radio. Mm-hmm. That's why I like the new way of thinking is because we don't mm-hmm. really not have to conform to that anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't get mm-hmm. twisted. I would love to hear my record top four spinning everywhere in the world. I don't right, get right. twisted. But I can't let that be the all end of me. Yeah, but is is radio now still the market that it used to be considering all the other avenues and, you know, ways that you have to market yourself? Is it? I would say depending on what kind of record you make. <laughs> If you're doing top 40 popular music, yeah, you need yeah. to be more mainstream. Like, I know this year I have to, uh, we, we have to spend more money on Marinette than our fan base indications show that. Mm-hmm. An urban record, mm-hmm. I wouldn't die. I wouldn't do that because you got people like Tech Nine. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of artists out there that don't sell. They sell way more than the majors are selling. Mm-hmm. The typical major outside of Eminem and Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Way more than these other guys without, without it. You know, it, radio used to be a key point to me because they used to like breaking the record. They don't do that no more. You can't exactly. go and go in and that that DJ or that program <laughs> is just feeling it out, yeah. right? Like you yeah. did. Right. Oh, we couldn't wait to play this man. Like I'm so excited. Like, who does that anymore? <laughs> right. Who? Yeah. That used to be in eras I knew. Like you can't even get a DJ mm-hmm. to play your record in the club no more because he got the Serato and he got all the digital. Right. And right. I would have to shut my computer down. It's yeah. like So why why must I go in and what's the thrill of going to meet DJs anymore? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like right. taking the fun out the music game, man. Like mm-hmm. I used to love going in the club, buy you a drink, mm-hmm. play this record right quick, man. Listen to it. You still give me one spin. Mm. Why not? Who cares? Yeah, you in the exactly. club. Right. And after you'd have heard 25 boom <laughs> records, yeah. I'm talking about garbage. Yeah. Right. Again and again. Mm-hmm. And you won't play something new and fresh and be the one to own that record. Yeah. I, like the record you guys play for. You can say, yeah, yeah I, I be played it first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You helping me break that record. Before we leave, we got to hear Superman. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, I got a oh, yeah. That's my song. Man, I, like that. I got a new, yeah. I got a new one for you. All right. I think that's right. what you're in this way. <laughs> yeah. Super might be your number two right oh, 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 my God. Oh, I love oh, Superman. Yeah. 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 That, that, yeah. That's, 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 <laughs> no, that's a constant thing yeah. of, uh, of what I'm looking at, what I look at as a mogul. 
They're mm-hmm. constantly looking at the market trends. Yeah. Um, I'm not Pete Diddy's and all them. I think mm-hmm. they, what they did is a great, wonderful job, and mm-hmm. they're reaping the benefits of it. But I think that because they're so caught up in the economic structure of it, mm-hmm. they became what they never wanted to become. Right. Mm-hmm. And everybody said, when I get up there, man, I get, I'm going to look at them and bring people up in that night. Mm-hmm. Once you get in that money change you and that lifestyle change and a different level of people become more cutthroat, you become more controlling. Right. Then you become your own, kind of like your own idol, your own God, and your mm-hmm. own way. You, you mm-hmm. look at your videos, start changing, you start standing behind people like your God. And you got 500. And that's cool. But that's not showing another young cat how to get there. Right. It's right. showing me all day that I can't afford it. Yeah. Why should I reach for the top? Then mm-hmm. you're telling everybody, we own it. You ain't nobody coming in. We got it. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're doing right now. They're forming coalitions of each other. Mm-hmm. And they're le- and they're jumping from label to labels, mm-hmm. and they're pulling in all the dollars just for them, and then they're bringing their guy up. Okay, I got Rick Ross, he's next, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna make him a label owner because mm-hmm. I'm gonna get fifty percent of his publishing. Mm-hmm. And this is a click, yeah, you know. And if not in that click, then you everybody else is poor, and that's how they're running it right now, especially in the rap games, right? Like now, I'm saying hip hop is dead. Mm. Mm. And officially it is. There's a cultural standard of it was in, for betterment, empowerment. Right. It's now economic wealth. They knew what they mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. They said, here, y'all, give them all the money they want. Mm. Now what we're going to do is just tell them what we want to make. As long as you're shaking your <laughs> popping bottles, talking guns, you're going to get airplay. All you most deaf and all you guys that were trying to break in here, we're going to mm-hmm. silence you. Go to mm-hmm. extra radio. Go to internet radio. Mm-hmm. You can't. You barely hear a good record right now. Right. You know? True. Barely. Mm-hmm. You know. Barely. So the kids are now trained to thinking that's what they got to do. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of record they got to make. They mm-hmm. come in. And I'm like, wow, you sell that many drugs? You got that many drugs and guns? Why are you here? You doing good? You balling? But but you can't pay two hundred dollars. For a six-hour block for studio time now. <laughs> right. And that's why. That's when I call your bluff. Yeah. Right. You know, you, you know, in my era, man. You know, stand-up guy, I call your bluff, and then that's it. You yeah. ain't, ain't no coming back from that. Right. You know, it's faking. Mm-hmm. And, but the labels and the new machine that doesn't have artist development anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't even know the artist anymore. You just know mm-hmm. the record. Mm-hmm. Right. No one knows the artist. You knew a prince. Mm-hmm. Right. You knew Michael Jackson. You mm-hmm. knew Madonna. Mm-hmm. You knew the Rolling Stones. Right. Who mm-hmm. still can sell records these days. You knew Stevie Wonder. Because mm-hmm. artist development. They took one record. They let you fall in love with it. They built a story around it. Mm-hmm. Then came the album. You know, they toured. They cried. They did. gave you them. These days, it's just a high record, a video, a picture, some MySpace, Facebook pushes. The album is out. Go mm. buy it. Yeah. Mm. The record fails, except for that one hit they may have, and then they're gone. Right. The label's on to the next one. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a soldier boy and few, but that's, that's not helping build. So, yes, our culture has got to be very careful, mm-hmm. especially as, as the black culture, African-American culture, because they find a way to break you down there. Mm-hmm. And BET, I mean, come on, y'all. I mean, I, I'm happy that Bob Johnson made a business move, but you didn't put it in the integrity hands of someone that was going to carry on. You made black entertainment television. It was a, it was the number one competitor mm-hmm. to MTV. We had a platform. We had good shows. We had now it's all booty shaking. The same is all ran by Viacom now. Mm-hmm. They just throw the bullshit over there, uh, right? 
Mm-hmm. You ain't coming on this side of the game. Mm-hmm. Right. And MTV2, maybe. Sucker free, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. That's true. So where do we go? Right. We got to create it ourselves. Absolutely. To get the way you want, the way I like to get it. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to, I'd rather lose on me, Mike, than lose on some people following this trend. There I'd you go. Just say, hey, I, yeah. just, I did it my way. Right. In a way that my like mind people that I connected with. And we may not be million billionaires, but we're priceless. Mm-hmm. We're paying our bills. Right. I, I, don't, I can get up and do this. I get my car, I got gas in it, my kids go to school. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm content. But me as a person, I want to do good for people. My company should flourish. But mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be the richest guy in the, in the world. Because mm-hmm. that just gets you hemmed up. Right. I just want to be successful be self-sustaining, and if the company can be worth money, mm-hmm. then everybody involved is doing good. Mm-hmm. And I just want to do this for free. You know, I, <laughs> real, if I just wake up every day and you know, everything's taken care of and I can right, have right. the that I like, right. and I can just go and eat, and my kids and then I can do music every day and just watch yeah. young people go out with a record. Yeah. And this is paid for every day. I'm good. Yeah. I'm forty okay. years old. <laughs> <laughs> what can I do really other than get a bigger house uh, or a better car? Yeah. Yeah. And make me feel any older. But anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God, come on, man. He's a young man, young kid. Young man. So you know, uh, that that's that pretty much the the what I say is the mind of my of this mogul. Mhm. Is constantly, you know, plugging. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we did, you know, Max Kid started Go Go Music. No. Good job, Max Kid. A lot of people here from this area that doesn't know that uh, mm-hmm. Go Go Music was created by a guy named Max Kid. Max mm-hmm. Kid, uh, who was a huge record producer, uh, worked with everybody, Gamble and Huff, Aretha Franklin, the whole mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's from DC, right? DC area. Okay. Created a funk subgenre. Uh, called Go-Go, which is a pocket music. It was really mm-hmm. funk. Mm-hmm. And it caught on in the eyes of Island Records, uh, which owned Def Jam and all that. But Island Records gave him a, 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 a big industry deal, nationwide distribution deal. He was mm-hmm. record deal, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were hoping that Go-Go was going to compete with hip-hop. Hip-hop was the next new sound, also coming out of New York. Right. He, he was known for Go-Go. So they were putting him up to see what was gonna, who was going to be the sound for the, the youth. Mm-hmm. They had a big, just like hip-hop was driving New York crazy in D.C., Go-Go was driving the kids crazy here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They gave Max a deal before they gave Russell Simmons. When they gave Russell Simmons a deal, Max had to train Russell. Mm-hmm. So they, that's why you saw in a lot of your early days with hip-hop from um, uh, LL Cool J to definitely Kid and Play and salt and pepper had a lot of Go-Go influences mm-hmm. in their songs. Mm-hmm. So Max Kid. Uh, had a $5 million budget to do a movie called Good to Go that described his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Simmons had a $5 million deal from the lot and, uh, uh, Island to do Crush Groove. Mm-hmm. Hip-hop mm-hmm. took off. Mm-hmm. Go-Go kind of stayed more centralized with the, the uh, drug epidemic in D.C., the violence that went around this political society they really went hard on him. But he launched the careers of Chuck Brown, EU, Rare Essence, mm. Reg and the Boys. He was a major label. We did videos, mm. a real mogul. Mm. And I got an opportunity to, to get in his head as a friend, um, be around for a couple of years. He had strokes. Mm. So he could only really kind of impair it in moving uh, and takes him a while to speak. Mm-hmm. Mine is still sharp. Mm-hmm. So he opened up his whole life to me, man. Let me read all his memoirs. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Understand it's like he's just a mogul that just people don't know. And this area is a shame because he created your music, mm-hmm. your genre, go go, mm-hmm. the things that these mm-hmm. kids are doing today, and they think that Chuck Brown did it. Really? Yeah, I thought Chuck Brown did it. Nah, man, mm-hmm. So sometimes we go around with some records and stuff, but what we end up doing is signing. He had uh, Go Go USA records, mm-hmm. TTED records, mm-hmm. and he's I'll show you some records on the wall. Nationwide distribute, hit records on the charts and everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but out of that, because he's down, he gave Brad Music the rights to be the gatekeeper of Go Go Music for him. All the masters, we got 600 unreleased masters sitting in the warehouse right now. Really? Wow. Yeah, I just got to go cut a deal with the studio to transfer them over digitally. I trans- transferred most of his major hit records over digitally. Mm. As well, we can do remixes, we sell sounds. I got mm. some of the best horn section sounds. He's mm. one of the best writer producers I've ever heard. Wow. Like I've heard, I got records that mm-hmm. he hasn't released yet. Wow. Uh, you know, wow. got records on Chuck Brown and so we own the right to all the go-go music right now. So wow. we're planning on putting a room in here. I don't know which one to switch to be um, the mind of a mogul. That's why I keep praying into that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where you can come in, make, you know, this probably be B room where you can work on your beats, but mm-hmm. you'll be able to read his memoir, see his pictures, all the people mm-hmm. he worked with. We're going to put the masters in a, talking about Max Kid. We're going to put the masters in like a bookcase. Mm-hmm. So when we tell you he created Go-Go, you can see the masters, 1974, mm-hmm. the master. Mm-hmm. The master of mm-hmm. I Need Money from Chuck mm-hmm. Brown that he wrote and produced. Mm-hmm. Max Kid. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That Kathy Hughes used every day at her first station as her record that the, the come win money. Yeah. I need money. Hey. No, yeah. Yeah. Money. Yeah. yeah. That's what he wrote it for. Right. And he used Chuck Brown. Wow. Yeah. So Matt Kidd is, is still here. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, he, we took him to the deep Go-Go Awards one year. They didn't even invite the man. You know what I mean? No one gives him homage. No one, you hmm. know. You know, so we're hoping that we can get him in the, get his education into the schools, hmm. uh, some history stuff about it, yeah. do a petition for yeah. him. Because, I mean, he he got to give it to him. I've never been anywhere where someone created a whole genre for a city. Yeah, right. Their mm-hmm. sound. Yeah. That's something. That's deep. Yeah. Yeah. And that was another thing I mentioned before as well is D.C. and the DMV needs a sound. They need <clears throat> something that encompasses exactly because you got the Dirty South, you got, you know, hip-hop. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. And, and it's happening, man. It is happening. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I was excited about Mirror's music because there's something underneath that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. hers is on that side. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a sound. There. It is. It is. A, it is. It's funny. I'll yeah. be... We just got an opportunity to send our, send our stuff over to Timberland, mm-hmm. who a young lady that knows them well. And then she's like, y'all got to send y'all stuff to Timberland because y'all just got this unique sound. Like, I think they would want to buy records from y'all. Mm. You know, the, mm. the, y'all just got this energy thing y'all got with it. You know, and that's just what it is. It's just, uh, like, you write music over with real bass feelings on. Like, I, I can't write a record on just to write a cliche record. Yeah. Like, yeah. you write a record like an emotion or yeah. a response or something that you know. Yeah. If you're drunk, you write about what you do when you're drunk. Right. You know, put it in a romantic way. Anybody can relate to that. Yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Right. Like, this new record, I'm looking at it when I play it. They they might think that uh, Super is the second record, but we got a new record called Higher Than I Ever Been. Huh. Right. <laughs> it has nothing to do with drugs, though. It has to do with high on life. But yeah. what we did is, in certain cliche ways, you kind of mm-hmm. take the elements of if somebody's in a club, high, mm-hmm. or ecstasy or whatever, the things they do. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's, you see the same thing with people high in church. 
Mm-hmm. Like, they jumping around and screaming, right, and they don't right, know right. what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. We said the same thing. Like, like I'm running in place, and I don't know why. <laughs> I'm jumping up and down and stuff. Yeah. I just don't know why. I'm feeling uh, my face. And, right, yeah. Right, right. When you hear this, right? oh, oh, my God. Man. Already it leaked in Baltimore, because the, the producers we coached did it with, mm-hmm. live in Baltimore. So they went back home playing mm-hmm. for everybody. Huh. Wow. It already leaked a couple of DJs already up there. And got a, Did you hear what he's doing, how he's remixing it? I know he's remixing it. He's remixing it with Push It. Oh. We're going to have to get out of here in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, let's do some music. Yeah, yeah, come you on, man. Amped up. Okay, yeah. yeah, we'll go ahead and shut this down. Got something. 